Okay, so it is 14 August. It's Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. Fighting fire with fire. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, now before we get started, we got some guests that showed up today from Washington State and they're conservative. So they're in the minority, but they're here and uh, they just got back from a trip to Israel. It's Doug and Rosie and Libby, and the last name is Gunter. And uh, so they're here just for this week, right? And then they're, uh, but they are actually thinking about maybe, maybe moving to Florida at some point, which at this point, I just, you know, I love Florida. I, I've been here my whole life. My grandpa moved here in 1948. I don't know anything else that I love as much as Florida. I've been all around the world, but coming back home here is, and then we have this great governor and we've got uh, yes. a conservative uh, House and Senate. So we've, we've got things rolling here in Florida and I hope it'll stay that way. But um, let's see here. We also have um, something else I wanted to tell you about uh, today. Well, that's okay. We'll just go on from there. I got some news from Israel for you today from the Times of Israel. After years of blooming, oh, I know what I was going to say before I uh, before I do this, is uh, everybody knows what happened this past week with our president Donald oh, yeah. Trump. Okay, I'm not going to talk about that. If you haven't been watching the news, you're brain dead. That's your problem. There's no point in repeating what everybody else has repeated all week long. So I'm just going to go with a lot of articles you may not have heard because of what's going on with Donald Trump. But I will say that I support him. What has happened is. Uh, unjust, and I do hope that uh, he will prevail in this, and not only prevail in this, but he will be elected in 2024 to run this nation and run those people right out of the jobs that they're in. We need to have a conservative House and Senate for this to happen. So I would like all those people, those Christians that say that, oh, I'm not of this world and I don't vote, to grow a brain and to vote. This is important. Okay, and you want to start with that this November so that we can get a majority of Republicans in the House and Senate to stop this agenda that is going on right now. The primary first and then get into the general election in November. So, and Florida will be having their primary elections right now, early voting. You can go downtown and uh, they'll all be done here very soon and then we'll be into the general elections. Okay, now we got some news from Israel. From the Times of Israel, after years of blooming trade, some see Israel-China relationships starting to sour. Data presented at a launch of Israel-China Policy Center shows bilateral economic activity has fallen since 2019 when Israel began scrutinizing deals with Beijing under U.S. pressure. The honeymoon in relations between Israel and China is over, former General Asaf Orion said at the launch of the Israel-China Policy Center in Tel Aviv. A series of indicators show that we are in a new period in relations between the countries and ties are now more complex and freighted than before. From the Times of Israel, Israeli students accuse Ben and Jerry's. I, I just love this. Has anybody heard this article? accuse Ben and Jerry's of illegally occupying Native American lands. <laughs> you know what they've been doing in Israel. They will not sell in the West Bank and all these places because Israel is an occupier. 
Listen to this. A group of 1,000 Israeli students and academics have sent a letter to ice cream maker Ben & Jerry's accusing the company of occupying lands belonging to Native American tribes. According to the Vermont Commission on Native American Affairs website, the Abenaki Nation existed on the land of present-day Vermont for 12,900 years. I would dispute the number of years, but other than that, they were there for a long time. We have concluded that your company's occupation of the Abenaki lands is illegal, and we believe it is wholly inconsistent with the stated values that Ben & Jerry's purports to maintain. Ironically, in July of the last year, you announced that you would discontinue the sale of your products in Israel because you object to the Jewish state allegedly occupying Palestinian territories. Justice, morality, and boycotts are not just slogans and anti-Semitic weapons for your food company to point at the Jewish community in Israel. Justice and morality must begin at home. I love it. I love it. Times of Israel. Israeli High Court rejects petition to ban abortion after 24 weeks. Killing babies in Israel. Okay, we got some news concerning Christianity here. I'd like to uh, congratulate Harv. He is working on the Bible Typer app that I've recommended to people. He's doing it many hours a day, and he says, my goal is to complete this before the rapture. Well, he better get going, because we don't know when that is. And then Ron Hicks, who was the first person who suggested people to use this uh, Bible Typer app, is now one halfway through the Bible. So he's been doing this nonstop, and he's just burning up the pages. So he's learning the Bible while he is typing, and he's improving his typing skills. It's something I recommend to everybody here. Okay, from Fox News. Christian school suing Biden administration for threatening to pull school lunches from low-income students. Now, before you say, I know the resolution to this, I'm going to read you the article just so you get the background. A Christian grade school in Tampa is suing the Biden administration and Florida Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed for threatening to pull school lunches for low-income students because of its religious affiliation, which does not agree with changes the admin made to Title IX. All 56 students enrolled in Grant Park Christian Academy's elementary school this fall come from families below the federal poverty line. The school is applying for lunch funding for the 2022-23 school year. According to the ADF, which is representing the school, Freed is poised to reject its request for school lunch funding. Biden admin has a bunch of perverts in the administration, and he is trying to push his agenda on these people. He's taking away lunches from you know, children that don't, they're under the federal poverty level. So the Biden admins updated Title IX definitions included sexual orientation and gender identity in the definition of sex and adhering to such guidelines would violate Grant Park Christian Academy's religious beliefs. Grant Park Christian Academy was told it must update their non-discrimination policies, informational materials, and websites to include prohibitions against discrimination based on gender identity and sexual orientation. In other words, give up your Christian values in order to feed your children, in order to participate in the National School Lunch Program. From the Christian headlines, here it is, one line. Biden admin okays Christian schools lunch funding after suit over Bible LGBT beliefs. So that was set aside this past week. 
but now they have set the precedent. And so they were probably saying, we're going to just do this quietly so that these, you know, black children at this school can have their lunches. But now they have set a precedent that must be carried out through the rest of the nation. If not, then they'll be sued again, and they've got a precedent to hold on to. So I'm very glad that this school did what it did. It's a uh, uh, school with black children that are under the federal poverty level, but they have now set a precedent, I believe, that must be adhered to, and we'll hope that's the case. From Breitbart, you know, I grew up in the Episcopal Church, okay? I, my mom and dad went to the Episcopal Church on Siesta Key, and they took me along, obviously. And so uh, uh, it was already going south when I was a little kid. Uh, I was probably nine at the time, and they got a new organist, and they said, well, he is married to a man. And I remember being this old, and I said, that's not right. I just knew that that's not right. When you're that old, you know these things. Well, here we go. Episcopal Church comes out in support of sex changes at all ages. They've just gone right down the tubes, and now this. Resolution D066 passed the 80th General Convention. It is titled Addressing Restrictions on Access to Gender-Affirming Care. This isn't a church anymore. This is just a house of wickedness. The House of Bishops has concurred with the resolution. It calls for the Episcopal Church to advocate for access to gender-affirming care in all forms, social, medical, or any other, at all ages. It goes on to say that advocating for sex change operations is part of our baptismal call to respect the dignity of every human being. You know, when these people, because they believe that this is a church that is valid in the eyes of Jesus Christ— and so they keep going. When they get chucked into hell because of their stand, yes. I got to tell you what, they're going to wish that they had had a different stand and they had gone to a different church that taught what the Bible actually teaches. Okay. Hell is real. I'm not one, you know, I don't like preaching on it. I don't even like talking about it, but it is a real thing that is going to be the disposition of human souls that do not come to Jesus Christ. And these people are getting them further and further afield by the day. The resolution specifically affirms that all Episcopalians should be able to partake in gender-affirming care with no restriction on movement, autonomy, or timing. The Episcopal Church also opposes laws that prohibit people, including children, from being medically assisted in their attempts to change their sex. The Episcopal Church's resolution was proposed by Evangeline Warren, a lunatic at Ohio State's Department of Sociology. Warren, yes, I added in a word there. Warren has dedicated much of her academic career to racial and sexual topics. Her master's thesis is titled How Proximity to Whiteness Impacts the Health of Non-White People. How do I affect your health, Mrs. Garrett? You non-white you. Do I affect your health negatively? Probably stress. Stress, I give her a lot of that, I'm sure. Okay, while another paper focuses on pseudo-medical crisis pregnancy centers. So there you go. This is what the Episcopal Church has turned to. As despicable as that is, I have to read these things so that you're aware of what is going on in the world. And when you talk to an Episcopal, let them know what's going on, because a lot of these people don't even realize what's going on in their church. They just go, and but this is what's being fed to them, and it's like the frog that's slowly boiling away. Mail online. You know... There's a lot of temptation in life for every one of us in one way or another. And I understand that. And when people make a mistake and they do something they shouldn't have as a pastor, there is redemption in the Lord. They may not be a pastor anymore, but 
uh, this guy never should have been in the pulpit. Charismatic Pastor 46 of Trendy Miami Church is fired after having affairs with three worshipers, during which he drank frequently, got matching tattoos with one lover, and used church's credit card to fund trips for secret encounters. That is what you call an opportunist. Okay, an opportunist. My friend sent me something. I'm going to watch it this week. I don't know. I haven't seen it. So if anybody says, oh, don't watch that, you know, you don't know until you see it. But it's called Leap of Faith with Steve Martin. Everybody knows Steve Martin from The Jerk. He does great funny movies. He was in uh, Inspector Clouseau, the Pink Panther. Great job in that. Okay. Real Miracles Sensibly Priced. So obviously it's going to be a funny movie. And on the back it says, Your Salvation for a Small Donation. That's this guy right here. That guy never should have been in there. Somebody did not do their due diligence when they hired this person. He was a good speaker, flamboyant probably. Oh, we're going to get thousands of people in this church. This is what you get. Epic Times. Christian flag, good, raised in Boston after Supreme Court ruled refusal violated the First Amendment. We talked about that for the past two years, and the Supreme Court had to tell these people, unanimous decision, you must let them raise their flag if you raise any others. They had the LGBT flag, the BLM flag, all the terrorists and communist flags, and they wouldn't let the Christian flag up there. You ought to read, If I'm not going to do it right now, but if you want to know the state constitution of all 50, I've read every state constitution in this nation, Massachusetts has the most Christian constitution of all, requiring to provide funding and, I believe, property for pastors to start churches. I mean, it just goes on and on. Their Christian thing. Now, obviously, these things have been taken out. They're still a part of the Constitution. Anytime something is taken out, it's left in there, and it just says obsolete. But they started out as the most Christian state in the entire Union. Go read their Constitution. You won't believe it. Look what's happened. You have to force them to raise a flag. Okay, we got some news from the Mideast and Africa today. And speaking of Africa, We've been going through this with Silas. Uh, he got some property. He asked for money to put down a foundation. People helped him out. Foundation is down. He asked for money to build its walls. People helped him out. The walls are built. This is for a school in Kenya. And then he asked for money for a roof. People helped out. The roof is put on. And now, Silas, he's concerning the children's rooms. We are now working out concerning windows and doors. One room, it has two windows with one door, metal window and door for one room. IT course, I don't know what that means. He capitalized it. IT course, $300. In total, to fix all four rooms is $1,200. So if you would like to help build out this school in Kenya with Pastor Silas, uh, let me know. If you don't know how to help him, if you do, please just help him out. And uh, the church sent him something just a day ago that'll cover some of it. But if you want to help with that, he needs $1,200 to finish uh, that part of this school that's being built. So thank you for that. From Just the News, video shows children in Texas taking oath. Now, you talk about terrorists in the United States of America, okay? They're saying that people that have a Betsy Ross flag are terrorists. Video shows children in Texas taking oath to be martyrs for Iran's supreme leader. These are people in America wow. making oaths. And the FBI is more worried about nothing with people that have a, you know, don't tread on me bumper sticker on their car. Arrest him. He's a terrorist. 
A video of kids at an Islamic center in Houston, Texas, pledging their allegiance to the supreme leader of Iran is setting off alarm bells among experts, but not among the FBI, who are warning this has all the signs of the Iranian regime's global indoctrination efforts to spread its revolutionary ideology and recruit operatives abroad. The video was initially posted to YouTube and Facebook by the Islamic Education Center of Houston. They're taking their ideology and they're rubbing it in the faces of the American people. Our children are going to blow up your people, which organized the event calling on parents to bring children aged 4 through 14. At the gathering, a large group of children sang Salam Farmande, Hello Commander, in both English and Persian. The song is a new and popular Iranian children's anthem pledging allegiance to al-Mahdi, a messianic figure in Shia Islam, the religion of Iran's theocratic government. The religious anthem is also a pledge of support to Iranian supreme leader Ali Khamenei, whom devotees consider the Mahdi's representative on earth until the Messiah returns. Sayyid Ali is calling on his children, his soldiers who were born in the 2010s, the children sang in Houston using Khamenei's first name, Ali, and honorific title, Sayed. In spite of my age, I will be your army's commander. Don't look at my young age. May my father and my mother be sacrificed for you. I will sacrifice everything for you. The Persian lyrics also call for kids to become martyrs for the supreme leader. Wearing headbands, waving flags, and saluting, the children sang, I make an oath one day when you need me. I make an oath to be your martyr, Ali. A very long time has passed. Every nation is full of tears. Don't worry about it. Oh, my Allah, your soldiers are here without fear. And they're worried about you having, don't tread on me, bumper stickers on your car. And we've got terrorists in our nation saying that they're going to come and blow people up and sacrifice their lives for Islam. And the FBI does diddly about this. Breitbart, whistleblower. Nearly 400 Afghans listed as potential threats are resettled. Yeah. Biden's federal agencies knowingly, before it was just they think they're in here, now they knowingly resettled almost 400 Afghans listed as potential threats to national security across the U.S. over the last year, a whistleblower alleges. Okay, they're not just in one location. They've got them interspersed where they can blow people up and cause havoc all over this nation on one day if they want to. The allegations were revealed in a letter from Senators Josh Hawley and Ron Johnson to the DOD IG. We write to you with concern over new allegations raised by a DOD whistleblower. This info may show the Biden admin's failure to vet those evacuated from Afghanistan was even worse than the public was led to believe. The following allegations demand an immediate investigation by your office. A patriotic whistleblower paints an even darker picture. According to new allegations, 324 individuals evacuated from Afghanistan were allowed to enter the United States despite appearing on the DOD's biometrically enabled watch list. The BEWL identifies individuals whose biometrics have been collected and determined by analysts to be threats or potential threats to national security, including known suspected terrorists. This is in addition to the reportedly 65 individuals who are known to have entered the country without adequate vetting. Furthermore, 
The whistleblower alleges that political appointees at the NSC and DOD instructed agency personnel to cut corners when processing evacuations in Afghanistan and at staging bases in Europe, also known as lily pads. According to the whistleblower, rather than administer fingerprint tests on all 10 fingers, personnel were told to abbreviate their tests in order to promote the rushed evacuation from Afghanistan. Finally, it is alleged that personnel at the DHS who work on vetting Afghan evacuees have been authorized to delete old biometric data whenever they personally believe that such info is out of date. This is a troubling development that could threaten national security and public safety. Zero hedge. And you all are terrorists sitting in this church. That's what the FBI thinks about you people. Zero Hedge, Swedish migration minister wants to limit non-Nordic population in troubled areas. Good. Breitbart, more Palestinians died from misfired rockets than Israeli strikes in the fighting last week. They've confirmed that. Mail online. And yet they have denied any of that. Even with the evidence, the pictures of the bombs going right back on them, they've denied it all, of course, and the world just believes them instead of Israel. Mail online, Ukrainian women, I'm sorry to read this, folks, and children are being trafficked into the UAE as sex slaves, warned defense experts. Mirror online, Saudi Arabia executes 80 prisoners in mass beheading as 120 inmates are killed this year. I will say this, I always upset somebody when I do, but when you execute somebody, they're not going to commit another crime. That's their country. They have a right to do what they want. When I lived in Malaysia, they stamped your passport when you went in there every time with a big red thing right there. If you bring drugs into this country or guns or any firearm of any type, you bring in a bullet. It didn't matter. They stamped it on there. If you bring this into this country, you will receive the death penalty. And people did it anyway. And it didn't matter what country they were from. We had Australians hanged while I was there. Women that had children, four or five children came in and they hung them. And they didn't have that problem with that person anymore. Okay. That's why we have a death penalty. And that's what the Bible says to do with people. Capital punishment is for a reason. Okay. I'm not saying that it's right in Saudi Arabia, that they did the right thing with those people. I have no idea, but that it's their country. They have a right to run their country. We do not even prosecute criminals anymore. And, you know, we had 10 people I think is what the number was. I was reading this on Mail Online. Ten people in New York City, just ten, are responsible for over 400 thefts this past year. They'd arrest them, be right back out, same day, arrested again, another theft. 400 thefts by ten people so far this year. And that's just ten people. I mean, they've got this just running rampant over there. Okay, if you don't agree with me, listen to the Proverbs. Go home and turn on your Proverbs and listen to it. And he will tell you, if you delay justice, the people will learn to not fear the law, etc. The Proverbs will alone tell you that this is the right policy. From Washington Free Beacon, Cash Bonanza. Iran has made $44.7 billion in illegal oil sales since Biden took office. They were down to their last $1 billion. They were at the end of their financial ability, and Biden came into office, and he funded them entirely. We've got a terrorist state with all this money, and they're funneling it to terrorists around the world. Times of Israel. After years of denial, Iran now openly says regime has the ability to make a nuclear bomb. This past week, we can make one.
Times of Israel. U.S. says it is ready to quickly conclude nuke deal with Iran on basis of EU proposal. We can make a bomb. They've got all the money that they need, and we're going to make a deal with them and give them the ability. Now something interesting from Mongolia, from Intel News. Boris Johnson's half-brother to sue Mongolia for $50 million in a mining investment dispute. The half-brother of ousted prime minister says he will bring a $50 million lawsuit against Mongolia to try to recover an investment into a mining project that went horribly wrong. Maximilian Johnson, who works for the Hong Kong-based fund GRF2, invested $19 million along with several other big investors in the Zazag Chandmani multi-metal mine, but claimed the mine's owner and two other senior managers at the mine ran off with most of the money. Initially, Johnson and GRF2 took the case to the local authorities and arrest warrants were issued for the men and their passports were confiscated. However, in 2019, Dash Deleg appealed to a regional court that overturned the arrest warrant and he immediately skipped town and is now believed to be in the United States. So there you go. Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. From RTE, electronic tattoo ink. This is different than the other tattoos that they've been talking about. This is for health and it's very interesting. Electronic Tattoo Inc. developed by South Korean researchers to monitor health. South Koreans may soon be able to carry a device inside their own bodies in the form of a bespoke tattoo that automatically alerts them to potential health problems. If a science team's project bears fruit, designs drawn on the skin using electronic tattoo ink made of liquid metal and carbon nanotubes can help monitor heart rates and other vital health signs according to South Korean researchers. The technology is still in its early phases, but a team of scientists at the Advanced Institute of Science and Technology hope that one day the technology could offer a personalized and non-intrusive way for individuals and doctors to monitor health conditions. In other words, instead of having a thing put in your heart to monitor your heart, you know, they can do it on your skin now. And other types of things that are intrusive, this will be non-intrusive. The ink effectively works by creating an electric circuit on the skin. It can be linked to electrocardiogram devices to monitor health activity, sensors that analyze sweat. Oh, we needed that in the projects yesterday. You're lucky you've got a broken knee, buddy. It was hot, hot. There was no breeze down there at all, wasn't it? It was brutal. Wow. Okay. Anyway, back to uh, where were we? Um, uh, uh, sensors analyze sweat, like in the projects, as well as acting as heaters for physiotherapy purposes. Compared to previous devices, e-tattoos, which are a patch type, we can apply this directly to the skin. It's much more comfortable to the user, said a materials science and engineering professor at KAIST, who co-led the team. To make the ink, the researchers used liquid metal particles based on gallium, a soft silvery metal also used in semiconductors or in thermometers as a non-toxic alternative to mercury. Well, yeah, if it was made of mercury, I would not want that on me, okay? That's obvious. <laughs> Platinum-decorated carbon nanotubes help conduct electricity while providing durability. Park stressed that it is considered biocompatible, meaning it does not harm living tissue when it is applied to the skin. 
Even with rubbing the tattoo, it doesn't come off, which is not possible with just liquid metal. The ink does come off with soap and dries on the skin in less than 10 seconds. So there you go. Good stuff. It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of. So let's see what's going on. LifeSite. Government database reveals 10,000% increase in cancer reports due to COVID vaccines. This is right on the VAERS website. Brian Shilhavi, editor of Health Impact News, traced his steps in the search, providing links to documentation of his various findings, and they gave source, so you can check all this out. Having first queried the cases of the most common cancers reported following COVID-19 vaccines, he found that 837 cases of cancer, including 88 deaths, 66 permanent disabilities, and 104 life-threatening events. He emphasized that even these numbers were not exhaustive, and the VAERS database could not handle the larger search of all cancers listed in VAERS. Under this category of COVID inoculations, using the exact same search terms for cancer, I then searched all FDA-approved vaccines for the past 30 years and found only 140 cases of cancer reported for 30 years. That result is for 30 years, whereas the 837 cases following the experimental COVID-19 vaccines were reported in just 20 months since the rollout of the COVID-19 shots beginning in December of 2020. Shelhavi also made note of the significant number of the cancer cases in the database that were of young people from age 12 up through many young adults in their 20s. Last October, a Swedish lab study found that the spike protein associated with the COVID-19 illness and its experimental vaccines enters the nucleus of cells and significantly interferes with DNA damage repair functions, compromising a person's adaptive immunity and perhaps encouraging the formation of cancer cells. Okay, uh, one of the benefits for Pfizer, of course, and these other drug companies is yeah. that now they have more medicines that they can pump out to cure what they have caused. Exactly. They're getting rich from both ends on this. Yep. From Zero Hedge, CDC claims link between heart inflammation, listen to this, and COVID-19 vaccines wasn't known for most of 2021. Charlie Garrett was reporting on that from April of last year. Okay, if I can figure this out with the small little brain that I have, this is an agenda that's going on here. I got to tell you what, I've been reporting on that through all of 2021. It's as evident as the nose on your face. And they say they didn't have any idea about this. Epic Times, willful blindness. Yes. That's what that is. Epic Times, 80,000 tourists stranded in Hainan as COVID-19 sweeps China's resort island. 80,000 people. They're still locking people down in a measure that has been proven ineffective and actually harmful to people. Yes. They're still doing it. CNN, 60% of European Union and UK land is now facing drought conditions. But I got some news yesterday that the uh, UK, their heat hasn't been this bad for 80 years. Imagine it. 80 years ago, they had worse than they have now. NBC. Australia's bad flu season is a warning for the U.S. this year. Ooh. Well, seeing as how we didn't have any flu for two years because they had something else. Okay. Yeah, got to get that back. Morality is declining. Here's some news on that. 
And this is just a few articles from one week. They're all from one week, okay? I'm only going to give you titles because there's so many that this is one week of morality declining in the U.S. and around the world. Zero Hedge. Germans will be able to legally change their gender once a year. Gateway Pundit. Yes. Gateway Pundit. San Diego Unified School District will teach children that heterosexuality is oppressive and promote genderqueer non-binary identities. Gateway Pundit. Pennsylvania Department of Education provides students with preferred pronouns N-E-V-E-Z-E and X-E and asserts that even three-year-olds can identify as transgender. Newsmax. Judge rules Medicaid must cover transgender surgeries. Breitbart. Disney won't say gay in Middle East. Censors LGBTQ content in Gulf countries while fighting Florida law. Breitbart. France to create LGBT plus ambassador to win battle of mentalities abroad. They will never win my mentality. I'm sorry. They may win somebody else's, but they're not going to win mine. This is my mentality right here. Or this is the hope of my mentality. My mentality is damaged by sin. But this is my ideal. Okay. Let's see here. Fox. 80-year-old Washington State woman banned from YMCA after demanding trans employee leave a locker room. She'd been there for 30 years, and she said, please leave the locker room. I feel uncomfortable with you here. If you turn the table around, that person would go to jail. That's right. That's right. Yes, that's right. Gateway Pundit. Metro Atlanta gay couple arrested for producing porn with their adopted children. We are not vetting people in this nation because of political correctness. Okay, we're about halfway through one week of bad news. From Georgia Star News, Biden admin spent up to $300,000 in taxpayer money to boost LGBT social acceptance in Botswana. Your tax dollars. Mail online. This person, this parent, should be in prison or worse. I'm a boy. Child four, born a female, announces transition with a blue gender reveal cannon at Vancouver Pride Parade with his grandmother by his side. They're calling him a him when it's a little she. And grandma, I said mother, it's grandmother supporting this kid in this thing. From the post-millennial. California to fund heroin injection sites in Los Angeles, Oakland, and San Francisco. Hasn't worked anywhere else in the world, but we'll make it work this time. But guess what? Under federal law, it is currently a felony to operate a space to distribute or use a controlled substance, and they're doing it anyway. The FBI is not concerned about that. They were concerned about what's on your bumper. Mail online. Indiana becomes first state to approve a near-total abortion ban since Roe v. Wade overturned. Republicans say it is the most pro-life state in the nation. Hats off to them. WUSF, a Florida medical board advances a plan that would ban treatments for transgender use. Good. Gateway Pundit, these doctors need to be sued. Governor DeSantis calls for doctors who perform gender-affirming surgeries on children to be sued. Good. You don't disfigure 10, 12, 13-year-old kids based on gender dysphoria, DeSantis said. 80% of it resolves anyway by the time they get older. So why would you be doing this? 
They want to castrate these young boys. That's wrong. I think these doctors need to get sued for what's happening. Amen. Thank goodness, Joan Collins, who when she was, what, eight, she said, I want to be a boy. And then she said, boy, I got through that quickly, and I have loved men ever since. Right? <laughs> Just destroying children. That's all they're doing. Okay, we got some other news from around the world from the Daily Wire. Woke school board member caught bragging working from the best strategic spot from the inside. A Sarasota school board member who ran for his office in 2020 pledging no hidden agendas told a woke supporting crowd that he supported them, bragging that he was working from the best strategic spot because we're working from the inside. This man needs to not be reelected. Thomas Edwards, do not vote for this guy who tweeted in 2017, I view Trump, his regime, his supporters, and his voters as Nazis, was elected in 2020. Edwards was taped telling a crowd of woke supporters, I just wanted to give a little reassurance that here in the state of Florida, there are school board members that are woke. In an April 2022 op-ed, Edwards accused the GOP-led Florida legislature of stoking the flames of a culture war then attacked Governor DeSantis for trying to disguise what they are doing as protecting the rights of parents. You're protecting your children by having them not get into this, and now DeSantis is protecting their rights as if they don't have rights to their own children. The Stop Woke Act, yet another law supported by the governor and passed by the legislature, is highly offensive to teachers and administrators. Who cares? That's not their child. Who cares? Amen. Edwards claimed that Florida's conservative politicians clearly appear to have an alternative motive for providing solutions to parents' rights, problems that don't exist, allowing books to be banned and imposing measures to sue school districts. I'm behind every one of those measures. Our children are being destroyed by people like this guy. Mail Online. New York City Mayor Eric Adams scrambles I can imagine him running, <laughs> scrambles to house up to 600 migrant households in yet-to-be-organized Midtown Manhattan facility by next week, which is just a day or two ago. He should be done as Texas Governor Abbott continues to send busloads of people to the Big Apple. Good. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is planning to house 600 migrant families in Manhattan. The city is looking to open the housing facility in Midtown by Monday. Actually, it's tomorrow. I said a day ago it's tomorrow. The move comes as New York City welcomes busloads of migrants sent from Texas Governor Abbott, who has been sending border crossers to liberal cities nationwide. He's sending them all over the place. Adams slammed Abbott for his actions, alleging they were anti-American. These people want to go to New York City, and it's any American to send an illegal immigrant that he voted to have this policy in up to them. It's because he's a racist. He is a racist. That is a racist mayor. I'll tell you that right now. Racist. New York Post. Adams asks for photos of city job applicants in effort to increase diversity. He wants photos of the people so he can select who gets the job. My thought is, just go down to the bus station, Eric. From the Daily Wire, leftists dominate FBI top 10 domestic terror list. All leftists on the top 10, despite warnings about the far right. Yeah. 
The FBI has sounded the alarm about white supremacists and far-right extremists, but the Bureau's own top 10 most wanted domestic terrorists list include at least two communists, three black nationalists, and one anti-war activist, and a vegan eco-terrorist. While the diverse roster doesn't purport to capture the breadth of domestic terror, it seems at odds with federal law enforcement's claims that white supremacists pose the biggest threat facing the nation. Some skeptics are accusing the Bureau of exaggerating the threat by adopting a misleading definition of such ideologies. If you weren't here for um, Jim's opening today, watch that and you'll find out what that's talking about. In the FBI's view, the top domestic violence extremist threat comes from racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists, specifically those who advocated for the superiority of the white race. That's what they're worried about in this nation. Attorney General Merrick Garland said last year, a top Department of Justice official doubled down on the claim during a congressional hearing last week. But Representative Jim Jordan said a whistleblower has come forward to cast doubt on the data. These whistleblower allegations that the FBI is padding its domestic violence extremist data cheapens actual examples of violent extremism. In any case, white supremacists, militia members, and far-right extremists are conspicuous in their absence from the FBI's list of most wanted domestic terrorists. They're not there, but they're the problem. The Hill, North Carolina, that means you. Yes. You're the problem, not her. She's brown. <laughs> the Hill, North Carolina County, putting AR-15s in every school for security. Fighting fire with fire. Good job. The school system in Madison County, North Carolina, plans to put AR-15 rifles in emergency safes in each of its six schools as a part of a plan for enhanced security in the wake of the Uvalde, Texas, school shooting earlier this year. We were able to put an AR-15 rifle and safes in all of our schools in the county, Sheriff Buddy Harwood told the Asheville Citizen Times. I bet you they are popping their head in Asheville because they're all liberals in Asheville. We also got, not all of them, I know a couple of people that aren't, but there's like three in the, the county that aren't. We've also got breaching tools to go into those safes. We've got extra magazines with ammo in those safes. Harwood said that he wants to make sure my deputies are prepared in the event of a school shooting, especially after the Uvalde police failed to take down the shooter at Robb Elementary School for over an hour. This is a sheriff that's admitting that they dropped the ball. I do not want to have to run back out to the car to grab an AR because that's time lost. Hopefully we'll never need it, but I want my guys to be as prepared as we can be. Good. Good. Everybody at once. Good. Okay. Zero hedge. Houston bans ghost guns. Listen to this. This is so funny. This is so ironic that it should have been at the end of this report. Houston bans ghost guns from buyout events after man found an opportunity to print money. <laughs> Houston city officials banned 3D printed firearms at future gun buyback events after one man recognized an opportunity to exploit the system and print money. The anonymous man told local news Fox 26 that he made 62 3D printed guns and handed them over in Houston's first gun buyback event last weekend. He said the city offered him $50 per gun, cutting him a check for $3,100. The man said the cost of production was per gun $3. 
netting a profit of $47 per weapon. He said the goal was not personal profit, which was still good, but to send Houston leaders a message about spending $1 million tax dollars on something that has no evidence of any effect on crime. Yes. Mail online. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> now he can go out and buy a couple of AK-47s or uh, AR-15s or whatever. He could buy several of them. I think they're about three to $400 for an AR-15. So he can buy quite a few. Bill Maher says, woke fat acceptance is now a national security issue because obesity is driving down Pentagon requirement and slams social justice warriors or Orwellian obsession with body positivity. Well, I can tell you, that is a problem for people that want to go into the military if they're overweight. But that is not the reason why the military cannot get people. We talked about the reasons in the past. It's because of woke policies. It's because of forced injections. It's because of a liberal government that does not support its soldiers. Yes. Zero hedge. Despite strict gun control, California had the most active shooter incidents in 2021. There you go. Breitbart. He ain't Latino. John Leguizamo rages over James Franco playing Fidel Castro and calls for a boycott. Well, I remember watching a movie with John Leguizamo. It's a pretty good movie, by the way, where they went to hijack the president's plane. Okay, And he played, guess what? A Green Beret. He's never been a Green Beret, so he's a hijacker of the Green Beret tradition. And I think we should call a boycott on John Leguizamo. They don't care about that. That doesn't concern him. Okay. Being a pedophile does not bother them at all. Yeah. 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 And you know what, though? He, uh, he is Italian. Franco, that's got to be Italian. So he's almost Hispanic. He's, yeah. he's getting there. <laughs> all right. From Just the News, Biden's Inflation Reduction Act would increase taxes on nearly all Americans. And now it's been passed. I just wanted you to know your taxes are going to go up. Okay. Who said it? Courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. That, that's a lion from the Wizard of Oz? Well, he was a lion, but it wasn't that one. <laughs> Churchill. Winston Churchill. Okay, I got a lesser here for you. Let's see if you can figure out what he is writing about. There's a guy claimed he had a gun stash and in so doing made him some cash. Now 3D buybacks banned, things had not gone as planned. Man-made plans to thwart crime, burn, and crash. There you go. Thank you, Les. All right, I got uh, a bit of irony here for you. I got two today. Gateway Pundit. You probably saw this. This made all of the news in the world, but if you don't look at the news or if you just happen to miss this one article, top French scientist admits photo he tweeted of space telescope image of nearest star to the sun was just a slice of chorizo. Yeah. Okay, and Mail Online. This is great. This is a guy using his brain. Aussie man whose finger was severed by a crab, severed his finger on a fishing trip, uses the digit as bait to catch a 25-pound golden trevally. He caught it with his finger. Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report.
for the week. That's a tough guy. <laughs>